0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
1: AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok, and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and
0: welcome to Little Gold Men, the award season podcast from Vanity Fair. It's such an honor to present this
2: next award.
1: And here are the nominees. And... The Oscar goes to...
2: And the Oscar goes to... And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me! I'm the king of the world! There's
1: a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture.
0: I'm here in Los Angeles in one room... With three other people, I'm Katie Ritz, the deputy editor of VanityFair.com, and next to me is our digital director, Mike Hogan. Hey, Katie. Then over there is our senior writer, Joanna Robinson. Hi, Katie. And sitting right next to her is our chief critic, Richard Lawson. Parasite 1. Parasite <laughs> 1, this picture.
1: Spoiler. <laughs> and come in the next room is Mark Seliger, who's coming to take our point. <laughs>
0: uh this is really fun we're doing this like we've never done this post oscar thing all in one room um it feels weird that i'm projecting into a microphone looking at you guys honestly um but hey richard parasite won best picture
3: yeah yeah i i I wrote a review of the show that i Mostly, kind of pre-wrote during the, the broadcast, and then was walking up to the party, and and then like I got to the party, and Parasite won Best Picture, and I immediately had to email an editor in New York and be like, change the re- change the review. It's not a boring show, actually. Yeah, it's not yeah. I mean, and the funny thing about it is like every time the Oscars almost convinces you, like, nah, we're done, we're boring, we're we're stayed, you know, we're doing all the expected things. Then they're like, they give you just that bit of hope that like next year will be great too, you know. So. Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll be right back next year, kind of hoping for a similar result.
0: Yeah. Well, there was a point where I was like, if 1917 wins this, like, it had won... But cinematography, one of the sound categories, and that was it at that point, right? Or no, it won um, visual effects. Mm-hmm. So it had won these yeah. three like relatively minor technical categories, whereas Parasite had won director and screenplay and foreign language or international feature film, and it would just been crazy for 1917 to have won at that point. And the energy in the room, Joanna, you were in the audience. Yeah. You kept talking about how every time Parasite won, people flipped out.
4: Yeah, it's funny. I think the first uh, bit of color, quote unquote, that I sent to you was like. Bong Joon-ho cannot get through the lobby. He's getting mobbed by everyone who sees him. He had to be, like, escorted into the theater way before the broadcast started because, like, people wouldn't leave him alone. Um, yeah, and then every time there was a wind, people were just shrieking and up on their feet. And I was like, if you had talked to me before the, uh, the, the show, I would have said... Oh, people at home thinking Parasite might win are being a little foolhardy. But I was like, oh, no, everyone in this room really wants Parasite to win. It's going to be ugly if it doesn't. And then I was so I was relieved and it felt just really right that it won at the end of it all. That's how that's what people are most excited for. For sure.
1: I was sitting at a table at the Vanity Fair dinner with Ryan Murphy and Sarah Paulson. And Ryan Murphy, there seemed to me that I was like in the minority thinking Bong would win director and then 1917 would win Picture. And I had my theory, which I've already gone into, of why I thought Bong would win Director. Um, Ryan Murphy had the opposite one, which seemed more common. Mm-hmm. But after Bong won Director, I was like, it's going to be 1917. He's like, Parasite. Parasite's going to win this. And then it <laughs> happened. But I really do think that, um, Joanna, you're absolutely right, that the enthusiasm was very real. But I also think it's a really interesting time in the Academy where you have an old guard that loves a movie like 1917, loves the fact that it's a throwback to a world where, you know, things made sense. And then you have a new guard that they've aggressively tried to recruit and build um that wants to do something different. And and it's sort of I feel like it's probably a jump ball um every year. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think that that there's it's not to say that like because we had Moonlight a few years ago and then we had Green Book. And mm-hmm. now we have this. Like I think that I think that it will continue to be an interesting question every year, like which one of those... If, if, if To the extent that you can sort of line them up as one group versus another group within the Academy, I don't think one is super dominant over the other at this point.
4: Right. And I think it's also interesting <clears throat> that both the Moonlight... I mean, this felt a lot like the Moonlight Wind, yeah. right? Um, a sentimental favorite, an underdog uh, in, in certain respects. But um, the way in which they might be reactions to... The criticism that the Academy gets when they uh, roll out, uh, like, almost all-white acting nominees, you know, there's, there's a way in which a lot of the wins last night, you know, Taika winning, Bong winning so many, like, felt like, okay, yeah, we have four white Acting winners, but look how mm-hmm. you know what diverse the yeah. uh, rest of our winners are. I and mean, the
0: programming of the show was like <clears throat> that too. It was yes. just so much being like, here's Janelle Monet, here's right. Brie Larson and Gogato and Sigourney Weaver. Like, we. I think you had this. Was it in your review, where We just like we're not that Academy that didn't nominate people of color. We're the other Academy. Right. Maybe it was Mark Harris yeah. who wrote mean,
3: that. But it was the kind of thing <clears throat> where, like, I think that you know I was critical of the of the broadcast as a whole because, like. You know, we don't have a host, except we kind of do. It's Chris Rock and Steve Martin yeah. doing the opening monologue. I mean, Chanel Monet opening the show was really fun. The monologue kind of was, a, I felt like, lost that energy a bit. But a lot of the jokes and a lot of the tenor of the evening felt like kind of chagrin like kind of like sheepish and like oh look like, sorry like we totally screwed this up but we still have to have the show and like sorry 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 yeah. and then at the end they were like oh actually no we did the right thing yeah. you know? yeah. so it's it's it, i think it speaks Mike t- really to that kind of that bifurcated quality of the academy which is like part of it knows like we need to be better part of it's like kind of obstinate in the face of all that and votes for green book you know whatever um and yeah so i i'm i'm curious to see how long that sort of you know, two pronged thing keeps happening because, um, I mean, it's reflective, I guess, of like American presidential politics it where is. we get oh, Democrats no. for a while, then oh, we Republicans. No, I mean, know. it feel, like, it does
1: yeah. feel like there's two modes that sort of like a bunch of wealthy coastal progressives can be in. One is like, hey, if we get too woke, we're going to lose the middle, everybody, which is sort of seems Mm. like the mode they were in when they did the nominations. And then it was like, but we're not racist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're still liberals. So, and that seemed like they kind of snapped into that mode in voting, but who knows? I mean, obviously this is 8,000 people casting their own ballots for all kinds of eccentric reasons, as we know from reading all the anonymous uh, <laughs> interviews with, with voters.
0: So what is the secret, do we think, of why Parasite isn't like the film Twitter champion that's like, oh, well, it's gonna go lose to Green Book, or, you know, it's it's not Lady Bird or Get Out It is the Best Picture winner. Like, is it just because it's a great movie? Is it because Bong has worked in Hollywood for so long? Is it like Neon being a bunch of incredible geniuses? Or?
3: I think he's been, I think that Bong has been a great um, advocate for and representative of the film f- for this whole season, you mm-hmm. know. I think also the fact that the movie is, like, super entertaining. Like, it, you know, like Roma, for example, like, obviously the Academy agreed enough that Quran had done an amazing job and gave him a Best Director yeah. Oscar and they gave you know all, all these other awards to that movie but not Best Picture and I think because that movie did at times and as much as I love it feel a bit like homework like Vegetables was like okay like here like here it is whereas Parasite has a wit to it a kind of subversiveness to it and humor and and also it's tense it's exciting I think it's just like I was talking to Kat um, Sattler and Karamo Brown on the live stream uh, last night at the party and I was like it's just like it's just the, has the whole thing it's the total package. It's like, has a trenchant message, but also is entertaining, and it makes everyone feel good for voting for it because you can vote it because you thought it was fun and thrilling, or you can be like, that was the most important sentiment of the year. Um, well, yeah. so it was way. a hit, yes. It's a huge yeah. international
0: well, hit.
1: And I think also the, um, the just sheer technical achievement of it, the way that it mm-hmm. is constructed, the way that mm-hmm. it's executed is basically flawless, and I think for a lot of people who really, really are looking at this as, like, achievement in film, they're just like, that is an incredible achievement in film. There were, there were a number. 1917 was, too, in a, yeah. in a different mode. But I think that, that it had a big claim on that thing. And then, look, I think there were three celebrities minted this year. Uh, it was Director Bong, Taika Waititi, and Florence Pugh. You know, yep. they're, they're the people who sort of I blasted agree. out of this Oscar season as, like, we all know who they are, and, and they're all awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, by the way, I just want to take a note and say the highlight of the night, maybe, at the end of the day for me at the Oscar party last night was Florence Pugh. Dancing for like forty minutes in the room in the back in a gold dress, like like no one was watching, and um, you know, like they're all they all have a great energy, and and so the fact that Bong was one of those people, I think, is is helpful too.
4: Yeah, it's funny. I saw I saw Florence Pugh leave the governor's ball in like in the green dress she was wearing at the ceremony and these like incredibly uncomfortable looking strappy shoes that she had taken off. During the Governors Ball, and was like strap, like, uh, like unwillingly strapping them back on to like go back into the night, and she was talking to whoever was with her about the shoes and how she like hated them. Then she showed up to our party. She's still wearing a high heel, but it was like a stacked black sturdy mm-hmm. high heel, and it was just like, no, these are my dancing shoes. Yeah, she- <laughs> well,
3: that's, that's why you come to be at the Fair's party. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also think that like the Academy um, on on occasion loves to do the firsts. You know, they they love when Halle Berry won Best Actress. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. and and this was an occasion of. Not only was this the first film from South Korea ever nominated, well also it had the, the we had there was this the doc film, yeah. the doc short but, first but like this is the first non English language movie to ever win Best Picture and like you know being in the room for that being part of the cause of that by casting your ballot like that you know that can feel I I, I think it's not an accident that this happened at a time Uh, when people are feeling perhaps a little helpless about the the primary that's happening and this was like no we can definitively do something good that we will be celebrated for and that we can be proud of. It
4: feels virtuous but not in the way that like I think they thought voting for Green Book felt virtuous. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it just feels like I don't know. But um, it
0: might be a similar impulse, right? Yeah. Being like, I'm going to cast my ballot for the right thing to do. And right. this year, the yes. right thing to do was to honor foreign language films. And like last year, it was to end racism. It's, uh, right. You can see them coming from the
3: oh, same place. And we ended it, right? I mean, yeah. Except yeah. that Paul I guess, already did with Crash. I just, I'm so confused <laughs> about that. I,
1: I think that that's actually a really good point, though, is that like the impulse has... Good and sort of like like wonderful outcomes, and also some outcomes where it's super cringy. I and mean, I, I feel like a lot of the speeches were last night were just somebody hilarious who shall remain nameless. Um, in our Slack channel at one point just wrote, oh, look, it's patronize o'clock. I yeah. mean, <laughs> there, were, there were a number of things that happened during the ceremony where you just think, okay, here we go. Like, we're going to, the Oscars are going to solve every, you know, ailment known to mankind, which is, no one's even really buying it, I don't think. But, yeah. then, but then when everybody kind of, like, rallies to do certain things well and good, it's a fantastic outcome it's just here. it's
0: amazing how it can go from what Richard was saying like it's a, okay we are sorry we messed it up and then Parasite wins and then all of it feels like oh wait we we, we solved the problem we were complaining about over the course of the show <laughs> yeah. You,
4: yeah. You, you talked about that sort of uh, you know moment in history um, it's funny so you know I was inside the theater for the Oscars Bragg and um I had, <laughs> I you know my first time and I the only thing that I've watched so far, is the Parasite win. Like, watched it back, how it played out on I've the I've watched telecast. it multiple
0: times already. And
4: uh, Jane Fonda's pause before saying Parasite mm. felt so long in the room. And then I watched, it was still, like, significant. Like, if you're watching at home, you're still like, oh, oh, oh dang, yeah. Parasite did it. But in the room, I was like, it's so <laughs> long. Yeah, it,
0: and I think, I feel like it's a couple of people said this, that when she paused, you yeah. knew what was happening. No, you knew. That it wasn't going to be
4: 1917. But Wait, it was, she
3: wasn't going to yeah. be like, joker. You know, like,
4: <laughs> she didn't open yeah. the envelope and
3: go oh my yeah. god. But I think that was a masterclass in how to present an award and have a oh, get, have, it, have a sense of occasion like it was I think it was really really well done. Um, you know and that was just again another indicator that people were so excited for it. Yeah. Um, um but I, back to like the kind of the speeches thing I thought it was funny in Joaquin Phoenix's you know very pointed if meandering speech. He said something about like we shouldn't cancel each other out or something and it was like okay so cancel culture has somehow Past his sort of consciousness. He's processed that. Now putting it, th- and it's funny, like, because up to then he kind of had me and then he, he sort of lost me. And it's like, that's kind of the trajectory here is that, like, they know that they're, they're like, yeah, we're, we're getting this right, right? Like, we're, 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 like, following the right, you know, sort of social cues. And then something just kind of goes a little amiss, like Green Book well, or whatever, you know?
4: And that's when he got the room back because the room was pretty frosty for, mm-hmm. like, when he went extreme with some of his veganism right. language. Very yeah. descriptive. Very, yeah. yes, graphic. And uh, the room was. Was just like what is happening and then he started talking about cancel culture and they're like yeah i don't want to be canceled either you're right like it was yeah. very interesting
0: i mean he said something like i've been a scoundrel in my life and you know i mean i think joanna you suggested it like it might have been an apology for the i'm still here era which uh, was incredibly annoying uh, and it's kind of where all the Casey Affleck allegations originate. Like, there's some, like, stuff in there that has been, like, less part of his narrative than you might think that would be. But I think he makes a good point that, like, he's done that. He seems to have moved on. He gave a performance that was worthy in a lot of ways. People seem ready to embrace him. I mean, I, I think he—the speech was a weird way to stick the landing, but I think he did pretty well throughout this
3: whole thing. Well, I feel like it was also just, like, finally a sort of rec- like a, a reconciling of— Joaquin Phoenix and Hollywood. It was like he was like, "Look, I came to the show. Here I am. I'm yeah. saying my piece. Thank you for the award." Everyone, yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone's like, "You know what? We've been try, trying to give you an award since Gladiator. Here it <laughs> here it is. We did it. Like right. now we can kind of move on together." Now you and Rooney yeah. can go off yeah. in the outer like, space. Like, right. it, oh, also, thank you for helping us make a billion dollars. Like you know, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not sure it, yeah. we'll do this again. <laughs> right. So yeah. have yeah. fun tonight. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is it,
1: I think. Yeah. But he's
4: like, "Great, gonna talk about milk then." Yeah.
0: Well, Renee Zellweger, you wanted the same thing, too. I mean, it seems like she's up there being like, wow, man, didn't think this was going to happen again. And her speech was, I think, I've, like, I'm glad that we're not, it's not going to be like days of headlines being like, Renee Zellweger's terrible speech, because that feels like we've passed that era of the internet. But it was not a great speech. It was a very strange end to the end of her season that, like, it's still kind of unclear
4: how that Judy thing just cruised on through but we're all happy
0: for her anyway. I
4: feel like I've been saying that. I feel like I've been taking crazy pills (laughs) that I've been saying that I didn't understand Renee's campaign at all and that I look at all these takes uh, last night on Twitter where people are like I don't understand Renee's campaign after she wins. And I was like, Th- I've been saying this for weeks. How did we let this happen? No, but I'm happy for her. That that makes it sound like I'm not. I'm happy for her. I think it's great. She's, she was so cute and lovely and excited about French fries at the governor's ball. Like, she's, it's great. But it's still like a very baffling campaign to me.
1: I mean, I've been thinking this for a while. Mark Harris put it very well in a piece that he wrote for us. Um, you know... The, the thing this year was to kind of stay in character. Everybody sort of stayed in mm-hmm. character, and I think the fact that she was an embodiment of the sort of messy comeback of uh, Judy is what captured people. I think people really liked mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's that, it's very close to Hollywood's heart. Character, sort of the same thing, except in a different mode. I, it's funny, Anthony Bresnikin in his report from the wings of the Oscar stage, I guess she, when she came out, she said, uh, was my speech word salad? And it's like, Maybe, yeah. Maybe. You did mention
3: Bob Dylan at one point. And <laughs>
4: yes. first responders,
3: yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. and
1: Venus oh. and Serena. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. The the thing about the uh, people and the, the the cops and stuff yeah that was weird. But I also think that Renee Zellweger, after Telluride, could have locked herself in an empty room for all of awards right. season and still won the Oscar. I don't. I don't yeah. think that. I think that that was. Pr- I think that was the thing that was decided in August. Like, and you know the yeah. people yes. who
0: were working on Charlize's or Char- Saoirse Ronan's campaigns are just like, why, like. I don't think they did anything wrong. It just, for some reason, it all locked into place.
4: Brene was spotted pacing in the lobby of the Dolby Theater for 20 minutes practicing her speech earlier. Well, we assume that that's what she was doing, pacing mm-hmm. the lobby for 20 minutes during the show. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she was anxious.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that it's interesting because um, we talk about this so much, and, and I tend to advocate for, like, a very, um, I would say, I guess... Planned approach to these things. Like, I've been so impressed by Brad, kind of, you know, knowing what he's going to say going in. At some level, though, it's obviously very emotional, and, you know, these are actors who may not want to actually be reading from a script when they get up there. It seems like both Renee and Joaquin, like, decided to let their freak flags fly and be themselves and give in to their emotion, which. I don't know that it worked terribly well as a viewer, but um, but I guess there's something kind of cool about that. They they really like let the mask fall, or did a did a yeah. mask that fit
4: the occasion. Oh, yeah. it's is this the last time we talk about Joker? Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> The that IndieWire piece that I referenced last week about how Joaquin Phoenix has behind the scenes negotiated vegan menus at all these award season events really underlined this idea for me that Joaquin Phoenix was like, Okay, I do want an Oscar, like I I, I want one. Sure. I'm gonna try for it, I want one. But also I'm gonna use it yeah. to further my political beliefs, which like, hey, whatever. And he's like, This is my moment. Mm-hmm. Like I have I have played relatively nice this whole thing to get me here and so I'm gonna say what I wanna say yeah. in the most way possible if I want to. Cause that's I, I worked hard to get here. Yeah. You know? I think Brad let the mask fall too some.
0: Like he his speech has all been very like chill and funny and like thankful but like, you know, he's being cool Brad Pitt. I think he got to the end of his speech just was it, like, reflecting back on the career? Like, he pointed out Gina Davis and Ridley Scott, and I think he was just, like, thinking about Packing how... Packing up his
3: car. Yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah, it was... Yeah.
0: I was talking felt... about his parents and yeah. how they, like,
4: supported him. It was lovely. It was lovely, but it still felt scripted, because that line, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... Sure. I'm yeah. like, that's like, But I feel beautiful, beautiful this, beautiful this written This might be something
0: line, that know? television helped us. I feel like I could see his face, like, his eyes, like, misted up a oh, little shit. bit. Like, it, you like, really felt, yeah. felt... Oh, I need to watch emotional. it. Yeah, you should definitely watch it. He definitely got
3: choked up. And I think the thing about that, for any of these winners... I mean, Laura Dern. You know, thanking her parents—that was not a surprise. Sure. You know, but I think it's just that, like, well, you know, we had to we had to be a little bit politic at the Golden Gloves. We had to be a little politic at the SAGs yeah. because we wanted to keep you know keep this momentum going. Then the moment finally happens. I understand why someone like Renee Zelliger might kind of like just gush a bit because she's yeah. like, well, I'm I'm done now, you know. It's and over. And, and, yeah. and same with Pitt. So I think all told, even though none of those acting winners were surprising, I think at least in their own ways, they each gave a a, a, a memorable ish moment. Once went once on stage, and so that's really all we can ask of them at that point.
4: I don't think there was a speech where I walked away being like, "That was a great speech," do you know. Brad's was like, "I want to watch it. I want to watch it for the translation." But like, you know, I don't yeah. know if a lot of that is by virtue of the yeah. fact that a lot of Bang hos speeches were via translator. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, I don't know, but, which well, were great. Did he, but...
1: I did love when he said, "I'm gonna drink until the next morning." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that <was pretty> good. <laughs>
3: that's my, my favorite line of the night. yeah
4: he had already said something similar uh backs in a backstage interview he said i'm gonna drink until monday and like so that had already gone around twitter and so then when he was on stage giving another version of it but but it sounded just better i'm gonna yeah. drink till the next morning yeah. i want to
0: say one more thing about brad which and yeah. this is in our party report i was sending next to julie miller who wrote it watching this happen gina davis comes up and finds brad pitt in the middle of our party and just gives him this big hug and like having been oh. shouted out during his speech it was really nice i mean she seems so ex- excited to see him she introduced him to her daughter it was uh, it was a good read and she had a,
3: gotten gotten an honor honorary yeah and like you know uh, i don't know i just think I, I think it's it's always fun this was a year i think especially with the Pitt thing and and Selvaker to some extent just like realizing that sometimes hollywood lives can have a long tail and like you know that like there's gina davis and brad pitt like still at it yeah, tw- yeah, 30 yeah. years later yeah. you know um i think that like it was it was kind of heartwarming in that regard yeah yeah
2: member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How is your social battery right now? What's the right amount of socializing for you? And how do you recharge? Maybe you thrive around people, or maybe you need more alone time. Therapy can give you the self-awareness to build a social life that doesn't drain your battery. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LittleGoldMen today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot slash LittleGoldMen.
0: Um, we should talk about some of the other winners probably. Uh, there's two stats I've been trying to get into. First of all, Parasite is the first Palme d'Or winner to win Best Picture since Marty. In... So you guys
3: were sending me to can again right? Well, yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, got to go find the next marty <laughs> of 2021. <laughs> um so and, saw, <laughs> and then uh, the other stat is that 8 of the 9 best picture nominees all won an Oscar except The Irishman the
3: only wow.
0: shutout. Is that that's not a pretty, wild?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess the marriage story was there, but that still, for whatever reason, feels like a pretty stiff rebuke of Netflix. I know. Or a three and a half hour movie or something that he's done before. But like, yeah, that's wow. That's interesting.
4: Marty got a standing ovation, wow. That's true. That
0: part was really, I feel like it happened and then I haven't gotten a chance to grasp that whole standing ovation for Marty because yeah. he seemed also really like, okay. Is that the first
3: time we've ever had a standing ovation for someone else during <laughs> someone's <the laughs> acceptance think so. speech? I It like, has like, to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, clearly weird.
0: there's a lot of affection for him, and, like, it got a lot of nominations, but I don't... Like, The Irishman's another, like, puzzle from this season, and I guess you can kind of figure the Netflix factor and not having box office and all of that, but a total shutout feels
3: weird. Well, I think there's always a movie that everyone agrees they respect and, and admire, but maybe not enough people loved, you know? Like, I, I'm sure it got plenty of votes for various categories, yeah. but, but I think, you know, it's just unfortunate that it was... I mean, unfortunate from a very Ted Sarandosi point of view, that, like, oh, so we spent $190 million and we still couldn't do it. And, it, you know, like, they got the respect but not the love. And I think that yeah. that is um, always the kind of crucial calculus at the very end.
4: As the uh, as the dissenting non-Irishman liker, uh, Irishman disliker on this podcast, um, I will just say I talked to a lot of people who didn't like it. so See no, in I, hell, Irishman.
1: I, I was <laughs> going to say, I, I think that um, being... Uh, an overdog, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the fact that early on it was sort of like, yep. well, here's Marty, and you should obviously give that best picture, and yeah. we and he spent a zillion dollars, and we're going to spend another zillion. And I have just heard a lot of people just make fun of it yeah. a lot, yeah, honestly. Yeah. people are yeah. just like like just laughing about how bad it is, especially l a people. But the last me. the past week it just keeps coming up and and they just like they're not buying it at all. Yeah. so I mean, I don't know what happened there. Maybe I think maybe it was just it would have benefited from not being so. Uh, having that air of
3: invincibility
1: or, or whatever yeah. it is, I mean, early on,
3: N- Netflix did. You know, they had they won the documentary feature prize for American Factory, so that was a good that was good for them. And obviously, Marriage Story won an Oscar. But like, you know, it's something. It, it was. I think last night with Irishman getting blanked was a, a reflection, a bit of a sentiment I experienced at Sundance, which was that people were like. Really hard rolling their eyes at Netflix movies that were, you know, that were already with Netflix when they went to the festival, and I think there was just a sentiment of like, all right, we get it, okay, you know, right. a little bit of fatigue. I think
4: that's so funny because Netflix, like, Bong Joon Ho's last movie, Okja, was a Netflix mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to me, and and the Netflix narrative last night also is tied up in. Um, animated feature. Can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. Because I think a lot of people... Santa's dead. He didn't win. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Christmas is cancelled, kids. Um, Yeah, that a lot of people expected that Klaus, after sort of sweeping up at the uh, Annie Awards, uh, you know, and including me, I said it on this podcast, would win, and then uh, Toy Story came back in, so that the the lesson there is that when Mike Hogan on Little Gold Men says like I don't know, I think it might go a different way, Joanna. Many people are saying I should listen to him, Mike. What happened with Toy Story?
3: Yeah, many were saying <laughs> Toy Story could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, <laughs> still in.
1: So I think I got slightly into this last time, but now that it happened, it is worth revisiting. Um, somebody involved in the Toy Story Four thing went into a very. Um, you know, interesting, impassioned explanation to me uh, last week about why it's really important for um, movies that, you know, big animated movies to win the Oscars, the ones that actually go out into movie theaters. And basically the, the theory here, I'm, and I'm not saying I agree with it, it's an interesting theory. I can tell you that I'm sure it was told to many, many people and sort of traveled through the community. Um Yeah, you think 1917 made a lot of money? That, you know, it's going to make $200 million? Like, if if Toy Story 4 made $200 million, everyone would be fired. It has to make $1.4 billion. Yeah, Yeah. And that means that's a lot of people's jobs. You know, these things are a huge revenue driver for the industry. They're made in a room. Uh, actors are begging to be on them you know like like this is a thing that deserves to be protected and if Netflix wants to make a movie and put it on their service and no one knows if anybody watched it or not like that's not that's not a fair competition mm-hmm. because they're they don't have the same So that was the narrative that that I think was, um, being put out there, and I and I can imagine that it was persuasive to to some folks.
4: Yeah, I don't I don't really agree with it, but I agree with you that I can see why it would be persuasive. Especially, yes. you know, like this is an industry town. Like this is a town. We've talked about this before that there, you know, if you make a lot of money, there's a reason for Oscar to celebrate you because yeah. you've employed a lot of people. But it, but it, well, is, you know, and, and and just
1: to take a beat. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, I think so much of the oscars can be explained by protect the town mm-hmm. and it's like it's like either protect the business of the town or protect the reputation of the town and that's why they're always trying to find that center left like we're progressive, but we're not crazy. Don't like don't start a revolution and kill us all and throw us into the Pacific. Right. <laughs> like we, we care about you. But, but and parasite you to, is all about. And we need that. you to go to the movies. Yeah. I mean so it's it's very interesting. Um, so I think that, you know, a, a well crafted Narrative, either positive or negative, will frequently tap into some version of that. But yeah. It, yeah,
3: and and that reputation maintaining is funny because like I was thinking back to the beginning of the show when uh, either Chris Rock or Steve Martin, I forget which, oh, maybe it was both of them, were kind of like. I'm uh, saying oh and Janelle Monet did this too like mentioning the, 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 the lack of women directors nominated and the whole audience is clapping and it's like you're you motherfuckers are the people in the academy you're the ones who like <laughs> helped this happen like like <laughs> you're just like oh not us not not this academy member you know I think there's always that kind of like no no no, no we're not we're, you know, we're not that academy yeah, you know? yeah, yeah right yeah but I'm sorry
4: Joanna you were gonna say no I s- but but you know that's a that's a point on the Netflix narrative because uh, I thought that was a surefire Netflix win mm-hmm. was animated feature and supporting actress, right? And they walked away with what two awards then?
3: Yeah,
0: uh, d- uh, documentary Laura Dern. Yeah.
3: Is I that know, it? I think that was it because they didn't win uh, any of the shorts. I don't think so. which by the way Hair Love winning was really exciting yeah, and, yeah that,
0: was, that was my prediction that was, that was nice. the one short I got right yeah. <laughs> I watched yeah. all of them and got went one for three that
3: again felt like another nice moment that like everyone could be happy about um, you know former NFL star turned filmmaker doing this thing that was crowdfunded and, but then became part of a sort of bigger Hollywood thing and you know yeah. that just felt like a nice kind of uh, crowning moment well, earlier in the show
4: yeah and Richard you and I have talked about how we've been following Matthew Cherry on, on social for a while and so scenes sort of the networking he's done through that and then i saw it firsthand at the governor's ball he was just sort of like you know i feel like for the short uh film winners especially this is such a huge night for them to be like great proof of concept yeah give me my feature right mm-hmm. that's yeah. like yeah. almost the most important prize to win for like the next step in your career yeah and um and matthew cherry was just like Handshake, handshake, schmooze, schmooze, like, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, what are we going to do, you know, sort of stuff, so, yeah.
3: Never forget that David Frankel won a short directing Oscar years ago, and that led us to Collateral Beauty, so, oh, you know. Oh. Well, that also Devil be- Wears Proud on various other good <laughs> movies, but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so, but no, you're right, it is a good, it can be a good kind of t- proving ground,
0: yeah. Uh, we feel good about uh, the Elton John win. Congratulations to uh, Rocket Band and it's the long journey we've all been on together. I mean,
3: poor Diane Warren. But like that
0: song is so bad, poor, Thomas though. Newman. Well, but yeah, you know,
3: two very like many, many, many multiple nominees in yeah. music categories that did not work win together last night
0: on a movie, yeah, and then right. gets yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, but Elton. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that it gave a little celebrity pizzazz to the night, and you know, I. Th- I he think let Bernie
4: Tobin give most of the speech, which is nice because right. yeah. Bernie hadn't won an Oscar before. Yeah. But so, R- Richard was pointing this out. Uh, we were talking about it last night. Like the Cynthia Revo performance in the room was next to the parasite win like the biggest highlight of the night it was so powerful in the room everyone was transfixed they freaked out and gave her a huge standing ovation like it was huge in the room and i think it was one of those moments where they were like if we had seen this right before we would have voted yeah. for this well, it's like the lady gaga you know, song a yeah.
0: couple years ago but like both of those songs i think were better performed live than like if you just listen to them yeah. they're like kind of fine. I mean, yeah. it was not the best year for original song, well, I think we all agree.
3: <laughs> the Randy Newman song, it was like, did you write that on a napkin like an hour ago? <laughs> like, After you listen yeah. to your other songs yeah, and like you sort of like, mer- yeah. I've
0: had that song like, in my head for months, I,
4: though, well, so credit I mean, to Randy you have Newman. good reason for that. I was
3: watching
0: it yeah. and I was
4: like, I can't believe this. And then, you know, the, the, Great Wild Rose song is not nominated. And I was yeah. like, this Randy Newman song? Yeah. Um, I wasn't in the room. I was in the bar for the Eldon John performance, but That's good. Um, okay. Because Anthony texted me from backstage. She's like, how is this playing? And, like, he he didn't think it was going over well, so I don't know. I, I don't it was remember fine. It that well, fine. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. totally fine. Yeah,
3: there was not a seismic. I mean, Kirstie Metz, bless her, like did a good job with the Diane Warren song, but like when she was singing it, I was I kind of joked on Twitter. I was like, every time this song is performed, the lyrics are improvised because it just feels such like loaded with cliche about all <laughs> stand by you or whatever, you know. Um, no, it was not a great year, but like that category ending with Rocket Man winning something, sure, great, yeah, yeah, happy about that.
0: Uh, Roger Deakins won again, happy about that.
3: I, I got to uh, say hi to him,
1: and I told him that on our live stream, I had done my predictions, and I said, my number one slam dunk prediction is Roger Deacons for cinematography. If he doesn't win, I will literally eat an Oscar. <laughs> and so the host actually had a chocolate Oscar ready for me, but I told Roger Deacons this, and he said well, That was lucky for you. <laughs> so that's my favorite <laughs> uh, the He would
4: have like filmed me doing it.
2: You... Yeah. His
4: speech is one of my favorite because Julia Julie Louis Dreyfus and Will Ferrell had just done that bit about like not knowing what a cinematographer that was. Funny, was. I thought. And Deacon goes, goes up there. He's like, I'm, a, I'm actually a good cook, actually. Is
0: that what he said?
4: Yes. He's like, I'm a quite good cook, actually. Oh, <laughs> and you
0: like need to watch the whole Oscars again because I'm always like typing and working. And I like, I was saying this, like at our party, we have all these people who have <clears throat> Oscars in hand. And you know, if they're not. Joaquin Phoenix or something, like, you might not know who they are and I, because they didn't actually watch the speeches I was listening to them. I was like, oh, are those the Ford for Ferrari guys? It's, the, it's, uh, it's a shame. I gotta watch them You know, you it know who
1: I was looking for all night and never found them were the two... Um, uh, women who did Quentin Tarantino's production. Design.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. with they the amazing were, necklaces.
1: Yeah, and I was sitting at Stars. that table with with Ryan Murphy and everybody, and I and I just was like, I would watch a limited series about these two. <laughs> yeah. Like, Can we please? Yes. <laughs> some of the actresses at the table were, you know, they were game. I feel like we could get
3: that
4: absolutely off the, the Ryan Murphy stable <laughs> yeah. would crush that. But
3: I think mentioning that and mentioning the Ford v Ferrari editors and and the, and the eight of nine Best Picture winners getting awards, it's like great that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got production design. Great yeah. that Ford Ferrari got editing. Great that 1917 got cinematography. Like, th- like, like. I feel like, you know, obviously it's probably disappointing to lose big awards, but, like, m- every movie but I Irishman <laughs> could leave that ceremony being like, you know what, like, we yeah. got something that, and costume design for Little Women. Yeah. We got something that that felt like people saw our movie mm-hmm. and appreciated some aspect that was good about it. So that-, that-, that really helped, you know, Parasite, obviously, was the big thing, but, like, there was a kind of nice feeling kind of underlying that, too. Yeah.
4: I was having fun snooping on the people in the front row of the theater and the the little woman girl, because like Saoirse and, and Florence Pugh were seated sort of really close to each other and their reactions to the costume design win and also Laura Dern, you know, who's Marmee, like her win, even if it was for a different movie, it was just like so cute and raucous. And then also, um, I don't know why this happened, but when, after Laura Dern won, Saoirse and like Florence stood up and they had a really 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 long hug that I didn't know if it was sort of like a it's okay that you lost hug like which it's not like it was a surprise I, I was having trouble psychoanalyzing that yeah you have to hug. assume
0: Florence Pew I mean I guess you always think you might win like maybe Oscar it'll happen yeah but
1: like yeah. I don't I don't think that the contenders necessarily are as aware as we are that they have no chance.
4: <laughs> Maybe. But it was, like a, it, was a, it was a really, really, yeah. really long hug, and then Florence Pugh, like, left for a little while. Mm. Um, and so I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, but, oh, but Florence, this is, for months we've known you weren't yeah. going to win yeah. this. We should see you having
0: a great time when we saw her, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: I, I, I saw Ryan, Murf, uh, Ryan Seacrest interviewing Charlie Serron before the show started. And he was like, how are you taking it all in? And she was like, I don't know. It's just so crazy. Like, I, I think I'm going to be act cool about it. And then I just realized where I am. And it's like, oh, my God. Does she think that she could win? She's <laughs> like, <that's just> like <laughs> probably in fifth place. Like, not going to happen. So maybe you're right. I, I hope for their sake in some ways that they're just like, they go in blissfully unaware of all Wait. of our yeah, I mean, I bullshit, don't. You know? They're
1: not probably listening to us. I don't think they're going to Gold Derby, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that they have a lot of people who are hired around to like yeah. fluff their, <laughs> their emotions all the time. Oh. Yeah, they got to get yeah. them through all these events. You yeah. they can't be yeah. like, so you That's have no true. chance. <laughs>
4: That's right. so true. They're never going to show up. <laughs> yeah. They're not gonna win. yeah, so you're going to sit there. Right. Yeah. you're not winning. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there's, there's a, like, a known theory, right, that there's every year a mayor, sort of a mayor position at the Oscars, right, for so many years it was Jack Nicholson, like, sort mm-hmm. of front and center. I feel mm-hmm. like Meryl Streep has occupied that yeah. position the last couple of years, and then this year was definitely Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. They were yeah. exactly front and center, and at every commercial break, they, as a couple, as, like, a very, like lovely but like seemingly not political in a cynical way couple would just like go and talk to Bestow Bradley with Cooper, your let's have a conversation. Yeah. Brad Pitt, now it's your turn. Yeah. And they my my favorite thing that I observed is that they went over and talked to Brad Pitt during one commercial break and uh Brad Pitt took his mom as uh-huh. his date and she was just seated there. No one was talking to her. And Tom Hanks like breaks off talking to Brad to like lean over and shake her hand and give her this like warm like greeting. And I was like, this is I don't know if that's like an interesting way to set the tone of the evening in a way we don't see at home where it's just like who is in that ace spot right in the middle in the front there and like what does that tone set like when the mic went down as uh, the Parasite producer was trying to like give her speech at the end of the night Tom Hanks is the one who led this whole like bring the mic back up chant and then I'm gonna make an arm gesture that I couldn't really describe to Katie but it was this like scooping up they cut to the audience at one point it was like them and Charlize were all just being like go! but it was like the first two rows yeah started with Tom Hanks being like, bring the mic back up. It was like the wave starting and then, you know, they had no ch- like choice. Tom Hanks demanded it and the lights went back <laughs> up he, he, he and the mic came up. used his power, yeah, you know? Exactly.
1: Like Joaquin used it to save uh, animals so Yeah, he could <laughs> extend the show by 90 seconds. It was yeah.
3: interesting at the very, very end of the broadcast to watch the Academy make a mistake and then fix it in real time. Like, it didn't take yeah. a year or like <laughs> right. a whole initiative. They were like, oh no, we should have them speak more? Okay, we no, can okay. actually fix that right yeah. now. Like, I, I feel that was probably a relief for them it's so weird to do yeah. that at
0: the end of the show too like it's yeah. over like let it let the local yeah. news start yeah. 30 seconds later yeah. they like cut to jane fond and jane fond was like i'm not, <laughs> I'm
3: not <laughs> i did anything. my piece <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. i helped you yeah. make history yeah.
2: i'm alex schwartz i'm nomi fry i'm vincent cunningham and this is critics at large a new yorker podcast for the culturally curious
0: Um, what else? Jojo Rabbit, and Parasite won screenplay. Mm-hmm. Good for that. I liked that
3: Taika Waititi. Um, you know, he did something that they've now been do- doing at Toronto for a couple of years. Yeah. And Sonya's, uh, uh, you know, recognizing you know Indigenous people in the land that were, that the, the ceremony was on. You know, I thought that was nice. I thought he kind of cut like a nice figure. Like you were saying that he was one of the clear winners of the evening. Yeah. Um, You know, I think you know whatever you think. I, I actually talked to some some Academy voters at uh, the our party who like were like we saw your tweets about Jojo Rabbit and we couldn't disagree more. They, like, loved the movie. Like, that movie has, like, you know, healthy support. And so I'm curious what Mike is going to do. I mean,
1: I think that that he's... Clearly, very popular. Yeah, he's just cool. Yeah, and so I think he did go into that with the, within the community. He had the benefit of the doubt on that movie mm-hmm. in a way that maybe he didn't have with me when I watched it.
3: <laughs> right. I mean, he's gonna <laughs> go, and go and make another
0: Thor movie, you know? Like he's like he's yeah. in the firmament, even though he's kind of like arriving as this new celebrity. Yes. Like he's been a Hollywood player for a while. Yeah.
3: and like there's probably something comforting about the fact that like the percentage of of Academy voters who pay attention to this are like. Oh, I think you're like cool with the kids, but like yeah. I also like you, so like great, like that <laughs> that worked out nicely, you know. I mean, same with yeah. Bong, you know. Yeah, what I mean? totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, should we talk about our party? Like, should we move yeah, it was on? Terrible. to well, Yeah, I know. No. No, no one
3: came. It was really yeah, embarrassing. No
0: Oscars in sight.
3: I, this is my second year at the party, and I spent maybe the first hour or so kind of after you know after doing the live stream thing. Like poking back into the the back lounge room where the where the DJ is and being like, oh, there's no one there yet. Like, oh god, is is the New York Times finally right about this? You know. But then, like, it, I like turned my head and then turned back and it was like full of like every celebrity you've ever yes. heard of. Yeah. Um, it's just funny how that because everyone has to go to the governor's ball or something afterward yeah. and yeah. then they make their way it's over just like, and then you better? start see people holding Oscars trickle in. It just had like yeah. a really nice flow all night and I you know. I mean, seeing walking into the party and seeing Sarah Paulson have deep in conversation with Joni Mitchell, I mean, that's yeah. all. I could have left then and been very satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I was glad to see there was a photograph of this morning of the conversation that I was dying to listen in on, which was Kelsey Grammer and Marilyn Manson, who were
4: just, like, sure. really
0: yeah. chatting for a long <laughs> time. Grammer <never> was there. <laughs> oh, Nobody man. Told I, I also saw Kelsey Grammer, like, walk past Adam Sandler and just give him, like, this very, like, nice squeeze on the arm and be like, hey. Yeah.
4: And then that was it. I like. I don't know if they know each other. It's wow. just like, I'm oh, Kelsey
0: Grammar, you'll know me. I
4: can't believe I missed it on the Kelsey. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. So I, I I dropped into the governor's ball and then came over to our party. And it's the difference is pretty staggering in terms of like yeah you ha- you quote unquote have to go to the governor's ball get your award engraved they closed off the engraving station this year so so nobody could like gawk at anyone while they were getting their um, statues engraved bummer. it was a bummer but it was also funny i was like sort of watching the mechanics happen they had like whole team i mean there's so many people efficiently and quietly working the governor's ball but they had this whole these these teams that would come and get a winner and then just be like we're going now 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 and like run them through the party into the gra- engraving station um so I saw them do that to like uh Taika and to Renee and to Bong you know they would just like come and like grab them and take them um but uh and then they had like people roped off in areas like Brad and Leo are roped off um so you like so it feels you know it's jam-packed everyone's there everyone's eating but like it's not, it's such a different vibe from our party because this is my first year at our party, obviously. I've heard you guys year after year say, it's incredible, you walk in and it's like, every single face is a recognizable face and you see the oddest combination of people talking to each other and you can hear that and still not feel it the way that I felt it when I was standing at the bar and I was like, that's talking to, oh my, Mm -hmm. and there's talking to, oh my, oh my God, every face is a face I know, so. Right, because
1: there's a, lot of people who weren't at the Oscars just come, you know, because it's fun. It's like the, uh, you know. Billy Eilish was there, which is really cool. But I was gonna say, Billy Eichner told me he had a conversation with Marilyn Manson. He's like, I just talked to Marilyn Manson. He showed us the selfie.
3: That's right, they took a selfie. Yeah, he put it on his But it's that kind of thing. It's like all these great random, like John Voight and Dwayne Wade deep in conversation. At the start of it, it's like, what the hell are they talking about? Hopefully, Dwayne Wade's setting him right about a lot of things, you know. Um, But it has that kind of nice quality. And like, yeah, it was funny to talk to people like Billy Eichner. And I was like, oh, where would you watch the show? And everyone's like, oh, at home. And I just came to this. I, I haven't, I haven't been out. This is the night, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so it felt good, and and I gotta say those the, both the um, the cellar photos, but also the, the we did a video studio <gasps> yes. for the first time this oh, year. So Instagram, yeah. they're really really cool. Um, that was like a nice feature, and I think it's you know hopefully um, I, I, it's, it's a good show of of of, uh, of brand strength that people were like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that for for you guys. You yeah, know, like at, Kanye in the and of Kim part. went in there being
0: yeah. like, hello, we know how to pose for photographs yeah. because we're probably oh, famous. I got to
3: watch. Yeah, I, I watched
1: the whole Kanye Kim entry into the green room wow. and into the Selger studio um, and they were with uh, Kendall too, right? Or, uh, sorry, Ky- was Kylie, Kylie was there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those moments where you're just like, well, this is something in our culture.
4: Kendall was also <laughs> there though, right? Because at some point someone turned to me and was like, we have three Kardashians in this room right now and I was like, oh. Caitlyn Jenner was there. I don't okay. think, was there. I think I saw Kendall but she okay. could have been. All right. There's definitely you
0: wake up the next morning you're like, hang on.
1: This well, person was in there? I know, going through yeah. the photos this morning which are great uh, by Justin Bishop and Landon Norman, it's just, I'm just like oh, yeah, alright I missed like a lot of. I saw a lot of famous people but yeah. then there was a whole bunch I never saw I can't I, wait I, to go through them
3: I know Brad Pitt was there but I didn't see Brad Pitt which is sad but like I just it was. I felt better knowing he was there He was like know?
4: floating yeah. Yeah. There was just like yeah. a cloud of golden success around him as yeah. he just like <laughs> glided through
0: the room I like, so you know how like when there's a very famous exciting person like the room kind of clusters around them it like gets congested mm-hmm. and I got near him kind of before more people picked up on it so I like watched the chaos kind of descend on him as like Spike Lee came over to say congratulations Kim and Kanye came over there and like the photographer showed up it was really interesting to watch and I, and then Gina Davis came over and I was just standing there being like I can't believe Brad Pitt's just standing here with his beautiful hair his hair looks so
3: good I was yeah I was, I was remarking upon that to myself while watching his acceptance <laughs> speech and I was like is it like plugs or a tape show how do you pull this off yeah. Yeah. all yeah. the above yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I think actually one of my favorite moments was watching uh, De Niro um, come through the red carpet or the Powder blue carpet, I guess. Yes. And there were three—I don't remember who—but three, you know, gorgeous people like standing on the little circles, uh, being photographed. And most of us, if we have to go back and forth, like try to wait for a moment and then you know walk or run behind. De Niro just ran in front, like grinning at all the photographers, just like totally (laughs) taking the piss out of the whole thing. I was like, "That's cool. That's fun. Bob's Bob's having fun." Yeah.
3: Yeah. Pacino was there, holding a, a small court, like kind of in a little enclave of the party kind of tucked away and um, but yeah he he's, he was with um, a lot of very good looking people and just seeming, seeming to enjoy himself <laughs> so maybe they, they weren't feeling the Irishman losses I guess
0: uh, the best thing that I witnessed that I will probably talk about every day for the rest of my life was and Mike you were standing with me we um, this kind of group of all women in like sort of color coordinated like mustard looking outfits oh, we were, yes. like, dancing their way out and I look at that. And it was Greta Gerwig with all of her, like, I think they're college friends. She did this last year, too, or two years ago. Like, brought all of her friends, they all kind of dressed like bridesmaids at the Oscars together. And they're, like, (laughs) dancing to Uptown Funk, and they swing by, and there's Billy Porter sitting down in this enormous hat. Like, you can't miss him. And they go, like, hi, and they dance in front of him for a minute, and then, like, basically conga-line their way out of the party. And and you, like, waved to her, and Greta was like, yeah!
1: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
0: She was having a great time.
4: Oh, did you did you miss it? That's how Richard and I left. Yes, That's right, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We good for Billy Porter. I yeah. was
3: also reading in Julie's party report. I forgive me, I forget his name, but like the breakout star of the breakout Netflix series Cheer. Oh, was there Jerry? I, yeah, Jerry. Jerry. And I think I guess Greta freaked out about that. And it's like that he was there. I was like see this is a good, well curated list. A very yeah. adaptive. Like, it's like really the, yeah, it's
0: really good at finding people who like are excited to that famous people are excited to meet. Like it, whether they're like Joni Mitchell or Jerry from Cheer. Yeah.
1: I think we have to yeah, give Britt Hennemuth, our, our yes. colleague, uh, credit for, for Jerry. Really? And, yeah, because he was advocating hard for it. And uh, yeah, and Sarah Paulsman at our table was like, Jerry's here! <laughs> <laughs>
3: like... <laughs> he was, yeah, he was a big deal. I also did see, at one point, um, Maxine Waters in a gorgeous, voluminous gown like r- resting for a second on, on the wall with like a beneath a photo of a beautiful photograph of Antonio Banderas. and I was like, I I can't do it, but I wish I had that f- I could have taken that photo. It was quite, quite I a watched striking.
0: bit uh, like, of a and bit of a little 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 a couch, like looking like old friends. Like yes. they were really mm. chatting it up.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. Well, pivoting from the party to the Oscars. We all feel good about the Oscars. Mike, you and I have been talking throughout the weekend about why the Oscars are important, even if people think they're not cool, because they are this engine that fires the entire industry and makes people want to make movies that are going to win Oscars. Parasite feels like a really exciting addition to that engine, and that, no, like, Neon did not make Parasite win an Oscar. That was, I mean, maybe in someone's brain, but that is not the reason they picked it up, and now that it has, it's, like, rewritten the, the book so that there's a new way to go about it. Well, um,
1: I know, and I've been thinking about Neon <clears throat> almost feeling bad for them, like, it's like if you're playing poker and you have like (laughs) pocket aces but there's actually a better hand maybe out there but you're not sure and you have to borrow a lot of money to stay in because the pot's so big I feel like that's been neon they're like we don't have any money we're not like we we didn't plan for this but they went they did it they won it they won everything you know, yeah. the, one Mark of them has four Oscars. I
4: know. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about um, how one of their power moves of, of the award season was to send out that little binder, right? They didn't send out and an individual yeah. scene screeners. Neon sent this little binder, and when you see all of their offerings this year together it's extremely impressive portrait of lady of fire which is about to have like a wide release mm-hmm. in the u.s right Honeyland. um yeah and so wild bros so like you know they just i think they had an amazing year some of my favorite films th- three of my favorite films were neon films and um and they're only what two years old yeah and they've got a best picture <laughs> yeah. so keep your eye Oh, I mean, man.
3: so did Open Road, and then they're gone. I how think, dare right? you! <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, yeah. How dare you! Sorry. Um,
4: I I think something that we've we've talked about for years uh, is like how can the Oscars be more exciting, and I don't know if it's like Eminem showing up, but like not even
3: about it's that. not Eminem showing but,
4: up. <laughs> but like the the pageantry and the musical form, like Janelle Monae's opening. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, is not just what exactly what Katie Rich wants, but I think actually <laughs> is what all of us want watching the Oscars. Like, and it was a fun way. It felt very Tony's to me because, like, I feel like mm. in a lot of, to- like, Neil Patrick Harris Tony opening numbers, like, people dress up in costumes from the various shows, and they had, like, but it was a way to honor the people that hadn't been, not so, like, us, there were costumes from Us and Midsummer, uh-huh. and, like, a bunch of films that, like, people loved but weren't nominated, Uncut Gems, et cetera. Um, is there an Uncut Gems dancer in there? I thought weren't the prom dresses uncut gems? Was that not oh, what that was? Oh, I don't know. I gotta watch it again. Okay, um, but uh, like that, more of that, more of Cynthia Erivo and Janelle Monae, and maybe Eminem. No, not Eminem. I guess, <laughs> but like uh, or or the montages. I don't know. Just sort of like show me just shit. just be yourself and put on a big show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
3: yeah, I, it's funny. I I I found myself being like oh the show's moving too fast it feels kind of thin like oh you know it's it, it i want it to be more you know expansive and self-congratulatory and all that flash back to me four years ago being like the Oscars are too long they're self-important like they, they yeah. cut the montages so i what? i mean unfortunately it feels like they can't win on that in that with well, you. <laughs> yeah but i mean i mean maybe they're I, I think it is interesting that they really focus so heavily on musical performances that brought to mind for me like how the VMAs or the Grammys are like that's what people want to tune in for it's a different equation obviously with the Academy uh, Awards but um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't see why they shouldn't always have every single best song nominee perform yeah. throughout the show,
0: even when they're yeah. not
3: and not group them together. Songs. When I when I recapped the nineteen or the two thousand Oscars, they had all five perform back to back in one segment, and I was like, that's <laughs> insane. What are you, why are you doing that? So I, th- right. I think that this show, um, Stephanie Allen is one of the was one of the producers. I forget the other one. I think they like made some weird missteps with like having people present presenters. Like that felt kind of superfluous. But like I think all the Focus on performance, I thought was smart.
4: Yeah. Hoisting poor George McK- George Mackay up to the nosebleeds to introduce oh, yeah. someone yeah. else that was like, what is happening? <laughs> That's when you knew 1917 wasn't going to win best picture. But um <laughs> but the uh, yeah, have and have like just not just you know, people in the room got to see a Billie Eilish concert and a Janelle Monet concert mm-hmm. and the Erivo concert. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that makes being in the room feel really special as well. Not to, like, be like, guys, I was in the room. Yeah, but, I was, yeah, but so, it's like, you have know. to sit there the whole
0: time. The rest of us can get up and get snacks yeah. and whatever. And, like, I think you need to be entertained to go to the Oscars.
4: Yeah. And I think people were really, really, really enjoying those moments of the show. So. Yeah. yeah, it felt
1: less like a death march than I think it often does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think not trying to when they've tried to sort of say, all right, well, if the Grammys has musical performances, we should have people a- act on stage. It's like, oh. no, don't. <laughs>
4: Interpre- Remember the interpretive dance here? Um, bring yeah. back. Years, years.
3: I mean, yeah, Debbie Allen used to do yeah. this. Um,
1: so I think that that's right. You know, just like things that are fun and enjoyable to watch are good and then quickly do the awards.
4: Um, I think some of the cleverest um, ways to f- make the show feel like it was going, I think one was pairing, like, the short subject winners with the, you know, so have, yes. like, animated yeah, and then animated smart. short or documentary and documentary short, mm-hmm. and then having Julianne Will do, like, you know, like, or Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Like, usually, I think when we saw some of those presenters were like, oh, they're doing animated feature or something, you know, like, something fun and wacky, and it's like, no, put them on the... You know some of the dryers, the the, the dryer stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kristen wade
1: and Maya Rudolph were amazing. They
4: were great. Yeah,
3: yeah. 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 And you know, like a testament to like, just do do a little prep beforehand. Like, come up with something. (laughs) Yeah. You know, maybe that morning or the day before, and it it works out. They must have rehearsed that thing. Oh, it was tight. It was was real tight. Yeah. But then again, did
0: Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves rehearse? I don't know, but they were perfect.
3: Yeah, right. Well, that's true. Yes, we yeah. should we should leave room for you know the imp- improvisation as well. You're right. And I yeah.
4: like I cannot end this podcast without giving a shout out to my Oscar night ghost, which is Gerard Butler, who was with me, Phantom of the Opera with me, <laughs> on ev- like I I arrived at the awards with him. I saw him at the bar. I saw him at the bar of the Governor's Ball. I left with him. I re- arrived to the Vanity Fair party with him. Not like with him to be clear, but I just. Kept, kept seeing, seeing Gerard, Gerard Butler so and he was he was like really working
3: he's a pretty good spirit
4: yeah
3: yeah Joanna, he was, he was doing it Gerard Butler is filming a movie in Australia right now right?
4: <laughs> Gerard Butler's been <laughs> dead for yeah, yeah. 20
3: years <laughs> I was thinking about when Elton John was performing uh, on the show uh, like someone someone at the at his like annual viewing party being like well if he's there then who did I just say hi to
2: <laughs> Taron <Tarant laughs> Egerton obviously Oscar ghost yeah <laughs>
0: Um, all right, well, our next episode, we're going to take next week off, and then we're going to come back with our 2021 Oscar predictions, which yeah. seems Sorry. heinous right
1: now. Really? We're going to do that? Wow.
0: <laughs> that we do it every year. It turns can I, out.
1: Can I um, make a request to our the little Goldies or little, little Goldies. monsters? If it, people have been tweeting great stuff to us uh, today, saying that you won your pool or you did well in your pool. I want to know, did anyone make money? Can oh. anyone win money? Mm. Tweet at us if you yeah. made and any money. We will take ten percent from from listening to this podcast.
4: Putting the gold and little gold. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I want to start.
1: Definitely. I want to start getting you know and and spread the word. I just want people to know that like if they listen to us, they we can. will earn yeah, money. That yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Not yeah, yeah. yeah. be clout revenue positive. Are we
3: starting a pyramid scheme? Is is <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the beginning of uncut gems. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is how we win. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, all right, well, in the meantime, happy uh, Oscars, everybody. Really? Um, yeah, um, you can find tons and tons and tons of Oscars coverage at VF.com, including all these photos from the party that we've been talking about, Richard's recap, winners list, the live vlog with dispatches from Joanna inside the awards, everything else. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Little Gold Men, where you've been tweeting at us about our pyramid scheme. Uh, and you can follow <laughs> us on our own. I'm Katie, Rich, and Mike.
1: Mike underscore Hogan. And
0: Joanna. Joe
1: this And Richard. Rylons.
0: This week's episode was edited and produced by Brett Fuchs.
4: The Run for Revoke is where you'll meet all the most exciting people in fashion and culture. I am Friendly um,
3: We should be the mayor of New York.
2: We all support yeah. that. We support that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Very nice. Nikki. Yes.
4: It's been really great she being in this beautiful pink room.
3: All right, Asha, can you hear us? I can hear you. All right. Can you hear me?
2: We can. We can.
3: All right, here we are.
4: <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, you'll learn how Vogue really works. Sometimes we'll come in for a second or even third run through until we are AWOC. Can you tell us what AWOK means? It means um, AWOK, Anna winter OK. I'm Cho Minardi. And I'm Chloe Mel And we're the hosts of the run through with Vogue. Where fashion and culture collide. Join us, it's a walk. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.